You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have season two, episode 42, Hiding. Welcome to season two of the Brooks Snow Podcast. This season is breaking from tradition in a really exciting way. After some lovely negotiation, I received permission from my publisher to publish the audio of my book, Living in Your True Identity, Discover, Embrace, and Develop Your Own Divine Nature as podcast episodes. Right now, this is a tentative experiment, and these episodes may not always be here, so I encourage you to listen while you can. My book is some of my best work, and while I do love my regular podcasts, they really are a random selection of topics. The book, however, moves progressively, continually building upon a theme and leading you through a process. Each week, I'll release the next chapter. If you like what you hear, please consider purchasing the book for yourself or someone you know who would really benefit from the message. You can pick up a hard copy or Kindle version on Amazon, and I'll provide the link for you to do that in the show notes of this episode. Today, you have chapter two, hiding. Fear of being seen. The false identity made its grand entrance in the Garden of Eden and has been here ever since. Immediately after the forbidden fruit is eaten, Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. For the first time, Adam and Eve view themselves from an outside perspective. They become afraid of being seen, fully seen, and they hide. Later, God calls out to Adam saying, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I beheld that I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? The same deceiver who tempted Adam and Eve to transgress is the same one to point out their nakedness and urge them to hide. Satan effectively creates a false image not only for Adam and Eve, but also of God. Have you ever felt like hiding? Like it wasn't safe to be seen? We can hide physically, and most commonly we hide spiritually and emotionally, afraid of sharing our true identity. If it's not safe to live in your true identity, a new identity must be created. Say hello to the false identity. As you two discover the ways you may hide in your life, it is important to know who told you to hide. Where did that voice come from? Was it a voice of peace and reason? Or was it a voice of panic and shame? Satan has been telling mankind to hide since the very beginning of time. And although it may not manifest in your life as plainly as it does in the story of Adam and Eve, you too experience moments of fearing that you will be exposed in some form or another. Maybe it is fear of being exposed as a beginner, so you hide and you don't share what you're working on. Maybe it is fear of being exposed as a failure, so you don't pursue an ambitious goal. Maybe it is fear of success, so you hide your gifts and talents. Maybe it is fear of wrong impressions, so you hide your successes, joys, interests, and insights because you don't want to be misinterpreted. Maybe it is fear of rejection. It requires vulnerability to show up and be seen. What if people don't accept you or think you are good enough? Maybe it is fear of what you look like, so you dress in a way to hide or avoid being in photos. There are so many forms of hiding. 
We hide ourselves physically when we don't show up and when we shame our body and appearance. We hide ourselves emotionally when we don't invest in friendships and relationships because we don't want to get hurt or to hurt other people. We hide ourselves when we don't share our gifts for fear of not being accepted or giving the wrong impression. I have personally experienced many forms of hiding. It's no surprise to me that this tactic is one of the oldest in the history of mankind. It's one of the most unfailing and swift ways to stop your progress. What does hiding look like? During my years as a performer, the moment I was no longer on stage, I would hide. I falsely believed it was humble to hide. When a performance finished, I would make a beeline for the door, afraid of being seen and complimented because I didn't want to appear as someone who was prideful in their talents. So I hid. In college, I constantly compared myself to a close friend. I felt inferior to her beauty and talent in every way. Next to her, I felt invisible and even repeated this thought in my mind incessantly. You are invisible. Nobody can see you next to her. Incredibly, this mantra began to manifest in real life experiences over and over. Countless times the two of us would walk to class and people we both knew well would say hello to my friend and stop to chat, usually never making eye contact with me to acknowledge my presence. I really had made myself invisible. I was hiding. While she enjoyed a steady dating life, I went years with only a few dates here and there. I'll never forget the day one of her eager suitors pulled me aside to say, I feel sorry for you. The only reason a guy would ever talk to you is to get one step closer to dating your best friend. I was hiding and I was invisible. Not from standing in the shadow of my beautiful friend, Rather, I had listened to the voice that told me to hide. I listened to the voice that told me that I wasn't good enough to be seen. I listened to the voice that told me it was humble and admirable to take the center stage only when it was my turn to perform. Shining off the stage was drawing too much attention to myself. Physical appearance is a common target for hiding. My entire life, one of my best features has been my gorgeous, thick, strawberry blonde hair. I had never believed my physical body was thin enough, but my luscious locks were my beauty superpower. A few years ago, I became convinced that cutting all my hair off would be the exact change I needed in my life. I just had a baby and I had been through a traumatic life event shortly afterward. In process of recovering, I felt tempted to reinvent myself. Celebrity pictures convinced me I could look amazing with a pixie cut. So with great courage, I told my stylist to cut it off all the way. In a fleeting moment, my long, beautiful hair lay in soft piles on the floor. And an entire lifetime of living with long hair was now in the past. The reflection that gazed back at me in the mirror quickly revealed my mistake. I drove home and I sobbed with the impact of what I had done. Such a deed cannot be reversed. Flashes of the next two drawn out years it would take for my hair to grow back filled my mind with horror. In grave despair, I decreed, 
I must hide. No one can ever see me like this. At the time, my calling in church was leading the music for sacrament meeting. Panic struck me as I shamefully realized I would have to stand up in front of hundreds of people every Sunday. The thought of them all staring at my ugliness was more than I could bear. I began deliberating on how I could find a substitute for my calling for the next year while I waited for my hair to grow long enough to not be so embarrassing. Most unsettling of all, I realized I wanted to hide from my own family. My parents have always loved my hair, and I feared if they saw what I had done, they would be upset and disapproving. For the next year, I avoided being in any photos and never once posted a picture of myself on social media. I hid it from the virtual world, and I longed to hide it from everyone in my physical world. As if losing my hair wasn't terrorizing enough, my body quickly put on an extra 15 pounds on top of the baby weight I still had to shed. Looking back, I see this as my body's very logical response to my desperate plea to hide myself. Layers of weight offer a form of hiding and protection. Be careful what you wish for. Sometimes we are fully aware that we are hiding and other times we are blind. A few years ago, I closed a successful photography business to start a new business in online education. I stopped using my given name for my business and opted for every branch as my new name. I created a new brand and began publishing podcasts and online courses in personal development. For more than two years, I felt stuck in this business. I could never figure out why I felt so trapped. I loved creating, I was passionate about my topic, and yet it always felt like I couldn't breathe. One afternoon, as I was designing an album cover for my latest podcast episode, I made a startling discovery. Staring at the screen, I saw the words, episode 72, with a flashing cursor beckoning for more text. The episode number and title were present, but something very important was missing. Me, my name was nowhere on the design and I was the host. At once I began a rapid scan of every album cover I had designed in two years to see the same pattern again and again and again. Episode number and title, but no Brooke. 72 album covers four online courses, an entire website design, all representing hundreds of hours of work and two years of my life. I had not even once put my name on any of it. My face was nowhere to be seen either. As I had opted for images of nature or stock photos, instead of showing my own photograph, I had inadvertently hidden my very identity in a business that was built upon me. I was a teacher and a speaker, and yet I was nowhere to be seen. Immediately, I redesigned my cover to include my name and my face. I changed my email to state the sender as Brooke Snow instead of Every Branch and published episode 72. It was astounding to me what that simple change evoked. Hundreds more people opened my email than my average statistic. 
Hundreds more listened to the podcast than my average statistic. And I began receiving private messages from listeners telling me how glad they were to see me. The only difference was my decision to stop hiding and to be fully seen. True connection comes when we are willing to be seen, when we are willing to be vulnerable. Vulnerability comes in all shapes and sizes, from sharing your feelings to actually sharing your face. We can't afford to hide ourselves. Doing so inhibits connection. It inhibits connection to ourself, to God, and to others, and their ability to connect back to us as well. I know what it's like to hide physically because I was ashamed of my appearance and my body. I know what it's like to hide emotionally and live with the belief of not being good enough. I know what it's like to hide spiritually because of sin and poor choices. The ways to hide are as innumerable as are the ways to shine. In every story of hiding in my life, when I have chosen to be seen, when I have chosen to open up despite those fears, I have found support and power, and I know you can too. Is there any part of your life where you are hiding? Pinpoint any part of your life that doesn't feel good right now, perhaps a relationship, a goal, a responsibility, a certain challenge or trial, and see if you can recognize any signs of hiding. Hiding is typically justified with subtle lies. We tell ourselves it will feel better to hide. It's safer. It's quieter. It's nicer or kinder or more selfless or even more peaceful to hide. When you find how you hide, I echo the same question God asked Adam and Eve. Who told you to hide? The truth is, joy is found when you step into the light instead of hiding in the dark. Faith comes when you step into the light instead of hiding in the dark. Love comes when you open up instead of close up. Every holy and joyful and energizing emotion and experience requires you to step forward out of hiding in order to receive something more. It's time to shine. The world needs the true you because guess what choosing to shine will do? I think Marianne Williamson said it best. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I hope you enjoyed chapter two, hiding from my book, Living in Your True Identity, Discover, Embrace, and Develop Your Own Divine Nature. Do you listen to this book and love what you hear and wonder where to start? 
Do you wonder how to actively practice these ideas in your own life? I invite you to take my Christian meditation 40 day challenge course. Meditation is my most important practice of the day and my number one way to help me live in my true self. This one habit has changed my life, small and simple, but reaps incredible rewards. But the key is consistency. That's why I love that this is a 40 day challenge. The challenge is to do it for 40 consecutive days, starting a new habit and even more so being consistent with it can be tricky. This is why I offer every student a free buddy pass, allowing you to handpick your own friend or family member to take the course with you. You get your own accountability partner and you both do the challenge together. Two people start a new empowering practice instead of just one. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes or find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. You are worthy. You are whole. And I am cheering you on.